Good morning, everybody, and welcome to, yes, another episode of Obsidian Achievement. It is the Hump Day Attack. <laughs> it's Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, I think today's Wednesday. It's almost June. Or is it June? I think tomorrow's June. Dude, that's crazy. I cannot believe tomorrow is June o'clock. That's just everybody says that. Oh, boy, geez, Bill can't believe it's already summer. Oh, oh boy, where's the time go? It's what... Seriously, dude, I can't, I don't remember this, this year at all. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, man. Time's just a zipping and a zooming. Um, this, this is, being a goofball is how I warm myself up mentally to deliver you the nuggets, the nuggets of wisdom, the nuggets of gold. So the other episode we did today, we talked about um, a lot of things. But we ended on treating life like a game. And, you know, I, I want to talk about that a little bit more because that episode was like 30 minutes long. Uh, we covered covered a couple different things. Go back and uh, I think it's listen to this to win. Uh, go back and listen to that one first and then come back to this episode if you want. Or you, well, listen, you can do whatever you want. That's that's the thing. That's We live in a free country there, Jimbo, and you can do whatever you want. But uh, that would just be my suggestion but anyways treating life like a game you know boils down to not treating everything like life and death that's that's probably the first distinction and you know like I said before the life has winners and losers and most people are losers and most people are losers because they don't even know that they're playing the game like treat everything like a game not in a deprecating way or in a way that you take things less seriously but you need to take things less seriously you need to start having some fun with your day-to-day life if you're not having if your life isn't fun that's on you it's a hundred percent on you anywhere I've gone anywhere I do like any I try to make everything fun like, if you work out with me, you're going to suffer and want to die, but you're going to have fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you work with me, you're also going to suffer and want to die because we push the envelope, but you're going to have fun and you're going to make a lot of money. You know, I'm proud to say our brand new company will produce three or four six-figure income earners this year, and then everybody else over 80 to 90. You know, this is a brand new company. Brand, I mean, it's been just over a year. Um, but we work hard, you know, people, it's, we work very, very hard. My partner, Stephanie works herself very hard. Um, and what's great about hers, I know I give you some love on the podcast Steph, cause I know you listen, but you know, th- I want to pause real quick and put a pin in this. It's really hard to find good people like good partners in business. Um, and to me, a partner is somebody that has initiative you know, somebody that there's an implied hierarchy with Steph and I, you know what I mean? Uh, just cause there always has been one, but there's, there's a good partner shows initiative. A good partner is disciplined. A good partner takes care of themselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. A good partner doesn't need to be micromanaged or put on a schedule. And Steph is all of those things. Uh, I've gotten very lucky and I'm very blessed to 
to be able to work with Stephanie Hers. Um, very lucky and very blessed that she decided to take a risk. She quit her job, which was a salary, I believe, to come into uncertain income and circumstances and, and do this with me. And uh, this whole company, the staffing company, would not function without Steph. And, you know, I just, because Steph, you're a religious listener to this, but... Um, you know, I just want to let you know that you are loved and appreciated and it's, and you're a gem, a very rare gem. I've mulched through so many people over the past 12 years, 10 years, 10 to 12 years of being in business and, uh, loyalty is number one on that list. I glazed over that. Loyalty is number one on that list. And Steph is somebody who has been loyal probably to a fault, uh, to me, despite all my shortcomings and misgivings and mistakes and so I just you know I have to just publicly Steph give you some love um, and our whole staff is amazing when I think about our boys that run the final interviews Tyler and Preston and Joel and Trey you know they're always on point I think about my executive assistant who is the glue that holds my life together Rachel um, the best assistant in the game just so on the ball I think about our pipeline manager, Kelly, who also has been extremely loyal to me to a fault as well. Um, she saw a big chunk of my craziness a couple years ago and still stuck around. Well, she's crazy herself, so it works. But, uh, you know, we've got a really good staff, man, and I just, uh, I just have to point that out because it's really hard to find good people. And... Now that I've talked about other people, I'm going to talk about myself. <laughs> you attract what you are. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. But, you know, it's it's John Maxwell's The Law of the Lid. If you want to attract high-level talent, you need to be high-level talent. Like, it takes a dog to lead a dog. Like, ain't that, there aren't many people, male or female, that are leading Steph. And I don't think a female could lead Steph, to be honest with you. Um, it's, uh, it takes a dog to lead a dog. You know what I mean? Like, when you're at a dog park, these people that take their dog... And I used to do this with Bane, and I'll never do it again. But... You notice the big dogs check all the other dogs. They correct behavior. And like, if you want to be able to correct the behavior of the other dogs, the medium-sized dogs, and even other big dogs, you got to be the big dog. You know what I mean? So it's like John Maxwell's The Law of the Lid. If you want to lead people that are sevens and eights on a scale of one to ten, you need to be a nine. Because if you're a six and an eight comes into your organization, they're either going to want to take your position they're going to be disgruntled and leave or they're going to cause problems. Probably all three. Almost always all three. You need to raise your lid. If you're listening to me right now and you're a leader in business or a manager somewhere and you can't figure out how to get good people in your organization, it's on you. It's 100% on you. You need to step your game up. Now, some of you are very high level and still haven't found anybody. That also has to do... That guy's license plate on that Camaro said Dr. Dilf. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. That's wild. Um, 
you know, it takes a long time. You got to move a lot of dirt to find a diamond. You, like you don't raise your lid and then all of a sudden you're surrounded by good people overnight. No, you raise your lid and you start moving dirt and you're more likely to find and then keep the gem that you find. You know what I mean? So you've got to raise your lid if you want to attract good people. But appreciation and love and everything aside, you know, uh, I want to go back to talking about the game of life and how to play it. So I, I said that everything's not life or death, but it is. <laughs> not funny how there's always two sides to the same coin. You know, it's you've got to treat life like a game and not like life and death, meaning that you don't take things too seriously. But again, it goes back to that other oxymoron. Uh, what did we call it? Um, intense, uh, relaxed intensity. You guys remember what I said if you listened. Relaxed intensity which seems to contradict itself, but it makes sense. Like an MJ or a Tiger or a LeBron or a Tom Brady. I just remember watching Tom Brady in that comeback with the Falcons. Uh, that must have been, what, 2017, 18, something like that? I don't recall. But just seeing him come out of the tunnel at halftime and just his composure and demeanor, like that was – but there's – you know, Tom Brady's got those eyes. He's got those eyes. You know what I mean? Oh, some lady was feeding her dog a pup cup and looked like in her car. He's got those eyes where it's like, yeah, you know this dude means business, and he's probably a little bit of a psychopath. I think that's another key. You know what? If you're going to treat life like a game, you got to be a little off your rocker. People are going to think you're weird. Like, normal people are going to think you're normal or weird, and then, like, the other weird people that are highly successful are going to get you through and through. Every highly successful person I've met has been a little off their... Their cheese is a little off their cracker. You know what I'm saying? The elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. It does in terms of intellect. It does in terms of talent. But it does not in terms of overall sanity. Um, I think you got to be a little off your rocker to play life like a game. Now, how do you get off your rocker? Stop being so conventional and stop doing what you're told all the damn time. Now, I say that with an asterisk, too. You know, if you've got a mentor that you want to be like and emulate, you need to follow in their footsteps 100%. I'm talking societal, society's implications, society's uh, pressures. That's You want to go a little bit off your rocker? Stop being like everybody else in society. Start dressing differently. Start acting and speaking differently. I like to try to keep my vocabulary and vernacular as expansive and impressive as I can't. Why? Because I'm trying to impress people. No, I want to stand out. You guys know me and my uh, views politically and socially. I do not go with the grain. You know, especially with this whole LGTB blah, 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 blah. Everybody, even if they don't agree with it, complies because they're afraid of being branded as a bigot. I don't care. I am not a tolerant person. I do not tolerate perversion. And y'all were just, it was all fine and dandy until y'all started going after the kids. Now we got a problem. As soon as y'all started going, you want to have dudes in dresses reading to them. You want to mutilate their genitals. You want to kill them when they're in the womb. You start messing with babies and kids. I'm going to kick your chest in. I'm going to cave your chest in. That's my go-to threat. Because I'm, I'm convinced if I were to hit some pencil neck pro-abortion, pro-LGB, blah, 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 directly in the chest, their, their sternum would explode. 
That's, uh, I obviously have a lot of anger I got to work through towards. It's just, it's, I get, I'm fiercely defensive of animals and kids. Like, you guys know how much meat I eat. I will not buy, ask my wife, pre-pack. Like, I will not buy meat from grocery stores. I will not buy meat unless it's locally sourced. Ever. For any reason. Because of the way that animals are treated. And that's where vegans and I, believe it or not, vegans and I actually align there. These slaughterhouses, these factory farms need to be burned to the ground. You should see, now that I've got chickens, I have such a heart for birds. You should see the way these chickens are treated. When I know the life my chickens live, free range, there are just so many things that they need and so little that they need. So many things are just grass and air and a little bit of water and sunlight and somewhere to dust themselves. They like to dust in these factories. They're crammed together in pens. They've never seen grass. They've never seen sun. So when it comes to, I'm getting like really agitated thinking about it. Really agitated. Um, so when it comes to animals and kids, I get really fired up. And that's, that's my biggest issue with the alphabet mob uh, is the very obvious attempt that they're making to pervert the souls of our children. And it's not all of them. It's not all of them, but it's a lot of them. It's enough. <laughs> it's enough. But anyways, so I think you got to be a little bit crazy. I think you got to be a little bit crazy if you want to play life like a game and win. You have to, because the other part of being a little bit crazy is you have to take absurd risks. You have to take absurd risks. I take risks every day in business and trading and ev- and sometimes they don't pay off and I lose big time and most times they do. They pay off more times than they don't, what I've noticed with risk. It's just that normal people can't handle the losses. It's the same reason why people don't play life like a game because in a game, there's risk of losing. We can't be so afraid of... Fear of losing paralyzes people. Fear of losing paralyzes people into inaction. So like, well, if I don't play, then I can't lose. Not losing is better than not winning. You know that? People play to not lose. And I think that's a real problem. So you got to play to win. You got to play to win. You can't be playing to not lose. You got to play to win. Which means you got to take risks got to take risks. The other part of playing life like a game is, you know, honestly, I know this is going to sound corny, but make sure you laugh a lot. You know, make sure you laugh a lot. Laugh at the good and laugh at the bad. But you should want to live a life full of laughter. I just, I just look around and I see, like I was in a, I went shopping on Memorial Day this place called Shaw's and I'm standing there in line checking out and I'm trying to be as friendly as I possibly can to the cashier and I just look at her I look at the kid bagging my groceries and then I look at the people in line behind me and everybody looked miserable miserable like visible frowns dead eyes hunched over shoulders and I'm just thinking to myself, like, I'm sure the people there were that were working were upset they had to work on Memorial Day. But 
Yo, as for the customers, like, why are you so sad? Why are you so sad? There, the, there are so many just broken, sad people in the world. The first thing they need is Jesus. But the second thing that we need is we need to start convincing and teaching people how to break the mold. We need to start convincing and teaching people how to break the mold, man. We've got to get people out of their comfort zones. Because so many people are living lives of quiet desperation. But they should be playing the game and having fun. Next thing is you need to have a short-term memory when it comes to losing. And winning. Short-term memory when it comes to losing and winning. When you take a loss, short-term memory. Learn the lesson, move forward. You should have long-term memory when it comes to the lesson. But short-term memory when it comes to the pain of the loss. Because you want to remember that loss long-term so you don't screw up again. But you don't want to dwell on it. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? And then short-term memory with winning. Celebrate the win and move forward. I don't think that there's anything wrong with... uh, focusing on past accolades every once in a while. I can remember when I was in the life insurance business, everybody was like, doesn't matter what you did last year. Well, yes, execution right now matters, but it also matters that I beat everybody's ass last year. You know, that's important. You know, if you start telling people their wins don't matter, then what's the point of them winning? You know what I mean? That's You get disenfranchised sales force when you do that dumb stuff. But taking a sip of my protein shake. You don't want to celebrate the wins too long. And you don't want to start to think you're better than your systems. Oh, that's where a lot of people screw up. A lot of people start to make a lot of traction. They start racking up wins. W, 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 W. The whole column is all W's. And then they get cocky. And they start thinking they're better than the system. They start taking shortcuts and they start waking up a little later and they stop doing this and they stop doing that and they stop doing everything that got them there in the first place and they wonder why it collapses. I've made that mistake. I've made that mistake. You start thinking you're so good, you're so talented. Well, I don't need to do this anymore. Look at what I built. I don't need to run this anymore. I look at what blah, 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 blah. And then before you do, before you know it, you've stopped doing everything that got you to where you're at. <laughs> and you wonder why your everything implodes around you. So you've got to have a short-term memory with wins and losses. With wins and losses. Next is you need to find a good team to play with. I'm giving you guys so much just juice today. Oh, my goodness. You need to find a good team to play with. You know, uh, it's that old corny saying, if you want to go far, go, or no, if you want to go fast, go go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Right? You've got to have a good team around you. I don't know anybody that's just highly successful by themselves. What industry, what, like, I guess maybe trading, but usually then they develop teams and tech and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know of even like individual sports stars, like Tiger Woods has a caddy and a coach and all this, you know, and a trainer and, 
you need to find a good team. And this goes back to exactly what we talked about at the beginning where I was talking about Steph and the other members of the team that we have on the staffing side. Um, you've got to find a good team. Like when we had the 1099 apparel uh, idea, when Tyler brought that to me, the first thing I said is, let's start building a team. And the first person we brought on as an equal partner was Michelle to handle media and marketing because I knew she's so good at it and we're not. Like, your team should make up for your weaknesses. Your team should complement your weaknesses. I'm not creative. I don't know web design. I don't know marketing. I can sell and that's that's where, that, that's my strength in the t-shirt game. I could sell and I've had some pretty good ideas for the shirts, but you've got to build a team. And that goes right back to what we first talked about, man. You gotta raise your lid. How do you raise your lid? You develop yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically. You develop yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically. You raise your lid. I would write down characteristics. I used to have my people do these exercises all the time. Integrity, character, honesty, discipline, focus, vision, attitude. Like think about a bunch of really good characteristics or just those. Execution, timeliness, organization, and rank yourself as on a scale of one to 10 with each. Add them all up and divide by the total number of traits. Take the average. And whatever that number is, that's what you are. So if you divide everything up and you get a 6.3, you're a 6.3 out of 10, which means you're only going to attract fours and fives, champ. So you need to up your game. And you up your game by studying the game. You up your game by improving yourself physically. You up your game by improving yourself mentally. And you up your game by improving yourself spiritually. The world is yours. You get to an eight, you're better than 99% of the population. You get to a nine, you're nobody can compete with you. I don't know that I'm a nine yet. You know, there's no tens. The only ten that ever walked the earth was Jesus Christ. In fact, I know I'm not a nine because I know two nines. And I'm nowhere near where I need to be for them. So I'd say I'm, a, I'm an 8. I'd say I'm an 8. So. Play life like a game. Surround yourself with good people. And you know, the last thing I want to end on today is do something good for somebody this week. Do something good for somebody this week. Bless somebody. Go out of your way to make somebody feel good about themselves. Just help the, the, everybody in the world. We're in a situation now where people need help. You know what I mean? So do something good for somebody, all right? All right, I love you guys. Let's get it. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.